back to another episode of The Rap Nerds presented by the Music Support Group. It's your boy Kurt, aka Leroy Green III, out here in LA, hey boy. sunny Los Angeles. What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, beautiful, man. Beautiful, man. I'm doing. I'm doing good, man. Saturday afternoon. It's the first episode of 2021. It is. I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited, man. And we and got a special fly. guest on here too, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. We're going, we're going to tease it, bro. Right, we're going, uh, go, ahead, go, ahead, go, ahead, go 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 ahead, Artist. I don't even know what to call you. Like I don't even know how to like introduce you. Whatever. <laughs> um, artist, artist, yeah. artist um, creator of um, the newest his debut EP, Concrete Bloom, which is a, a yep. hot banging EP. Um, by the way, everybody should go ch- uh, check that out. Um, he dropped that last year in 2020. Um, what's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? Man, I'm good, man. Just trying to stay warm in this New York, <laughs> this New York winter. <laughs> uh, but overall, man, everything is good, you know. So I'm excited about what's going to, what's going to happen in 2021. So yeah, how's things going in Atlanta, there? It's interesting. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, no, seriously, though, because like it's 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 a global pandemic. Yeah, and it's, it's still you, like you guys are very much still, like this is like y'all are pretty, operating. I mean, I mean Atlanta, y'all. It's like it's you know it's happening, but it's it's like it's not like it's like it's, y'all y'all living y'all best life in Atlanta, like bro, like the pandemic does not exist. You know, ain't no y'all don't don't include me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't going. So to, like how how does it as like so you I know you you probably go out like you and, you and your girl like go out to like restaurants or whatever that no yeah. outdoor dining or whatever. But how is yeah. it? Because I'm sure you have people or friends on both sides hitting you up like, yeah. hey, let's go here. Or yeah. such and such is throwing a, a kickback here. Like, how how is that? That still happens, but for the most part, like, so I, I realize, like, me and then most of my friends and our friends, they all, like, none of them are, well, unless they're, like, healthcare workers, they're not really working on the front lines. So a lot of them are able to work remote. Uh-huh. And so yeah. there's a, you know, you know during the week they're staying to themselves. But then you see, like, the difference between the sides like at the weekends, uh-huh. you just gotta look at their Instagram and you'll see, okay, who's more comfortable going out and like how, what are the layers of comfort? Do, do you, does that, does that also like help you pick and choose between like what friends you may want to mm-hmm. hang out with as well? Yeah. Like if friend X just went to compound the night before, <laughs> right. is, he X from, I mean, is he X from I mean, Sunny I, Brunch? I mean, I hit him up. I mean, I hit him up for a couple weeks. Just like, hey, let, me let me see how he, you know, let's see. React. Let, me yeah. see how you react. let me see. Let me see how he's doing. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I feel like we're. Oh. I, I hopefully, I, I feel like it's things are getting right. I pray to God not, that things are no. getting right. Not, I mean, I mean, hopefully, just hopefully. The last I mean, three days have gone up a little bit. There's been an uptick in numbers, oh, and like, we're not even back down to where we were in November. I didn't see that. Oh god! It's, All right. I mean, I mean, I when, people getting, when people getting vaccines, then maybe yeah. there's hope. Yeah, there is yeah. some hope. Yeah, there's hope. All right. I was just thinking a year a year before you were, we did the episode, the first episode last year. Mm-hmm. Martavis was on the episode as well, so this is it's fitting that. Oh, really? really? 
This he's ah. in the first episode of twenty twenty one again this year. Okay. That's okay. what's up. That's what's, what's up. up. Um this is gonna be a fun episode. Um we're gonna talk about the current state of the streaming era. Um some of the drawbacks Wait. of go ahead. Oh, so hold on. Let's say this in introducing that part. Okay. Remember, this is like the first episode of a, of a series, Go right? Ahead, introduce it. Series. This, this is your this is your brainchild, so I'll let you introduce it. Let's, let's tease the whole thing. <laughs> go ahead, so, go ahead. This is no, your brainchild, so, so, so go ahead and introduce it. It's um, you know, especially in this and all of us being in this pandemic last year, we're doing a lot more consuming content via the internet, right? Via streaming. And it kind of got me thinking about music, right? Like a lot of us have consumed a lot of music. Cause like, what else do we really have to yeah. do? Before, I mean, other than Atlanta, <laughs> most <laughs> people are kicking at the crib and just consuming a ton of content, both film and music. And so streaming era, this is kind of started, right? Like over 20, 20, 25 years ago. And when I say it started back then, it's more so that's the, the transition from music being things you own to something in a very digital space. And so the next couple episodes, we're going to talk about how, we've gotten from that digital state or the digital transition into now where music is, is all, all of it is consumed via, you know, streaming, but none of us really own anything. Yeah. Like we don't own the music. <clears throat> and so like, what's, how is that going to affect consumption of it yeah. going forward? And then what's the yeah. next level of consumption? Like, is it, is it TikTok videos? Like, is that how we're going to be consuming a lot of our music? So anyways, we're going to talk about those different areas and, that's, this is like the intro of that. We're going to talk about the current state of streaming and let Martavis give us the perspective of artists and we're going to get the perspective of the consumer. Yeah. And yeah. then we'll dive into Concrete Bloom at the end of this, you know, towards the end of the podcast and let, you know, artist perspective. Yeah. Give the artist perspective. Uh, right. Right. Which, which I'm looking forward to as well. Um, so, yeah, you ready? You guys. Ready? So simple. So I guess first question on the book is the streaming era more beneficial to more beneficial to the listener or the artist. So I have some mixed feelings about this. Okay. So, no, I, so I, 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 I'm, I'm glad we got you on this specific episode too, because we want to, I'm, I'm sure you have as a new artist, you have like a very um, interesting perspective on, you know, on both sides yeah. of it. Go, so go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So is it benef- more beneficial to the artist or the consumer? I think it's, a double-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. So I think from a consumer perspective, obviously, although I am an artist, I am still a consumer, right? So from a mm-hmm. consumer perspective, obviously you have all of the content basically at your fingertips. Like I can still remember going like, it was like maybe 10, 15 years ago, going to Walmart and going to the little machine where you can listen to previews of albums that were coming oh, out. Man. That you could yeah. that you could <laughs> that experience, bro. So, like, so like, it was a whole thing. I can remember just going and like being super excited about seeing which album was going to be out there. But mm-hmm. now having this like instant access um, is really good because obviously we can kind of reminisce and kind of, you know, find music, you know, more readily than we would, than we have been, have been able to before. Um, but from an artist's perspective, that is, that is also beneficial as well. But I think 
consumers don't appreciate the music as much because everything is so instantly available, right? Mm. Like songs don't have as songs don't have as much shelf life anymore, right? Mm. Like mm. you literally put it out and like a month later, if it's if it's not getting like rotations or placements in like NBA commercials or you know, just any type of other content, that song is done. Mm. Especially mm. if it's especially if it's done at a at a mainstream level. Like for independent artists, maybe not so much, right? Because there might be only like a subset of people from in the world that are hearing that's hearing your music. Yeah. But for your Meg the Stallions, your you know mainstream artists, shelf life is like literally like a month, maybe maybe a year, depending on how hot the song uh, is. So yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that because like it's one thing that was one of the articles you sent me earlier, Kurt to read. Yeah, I think it, was, it might have been the NPR article or the yeah what the one of medium, but it's yeah. it's. Back in 10, 15 years ago, when you were had to go to listen to music, right? You had to go to Walmart or you go to like a you know a Virgin Mobile, and you get to listen to different albums. And you're also being very selective with the albums that you actually buy, right? Because like you have to officially buy it, so you have the budget for it, just like you do your food. So you have more of a personal relationship with the music, right? Like that's kind of mm. like what the, art, the yeah. writer was speaking to in the article. So you you feel more of a relationship. You were you were reading through the book was right. You were digesting all the lyrics and you didn't really yeah. have a, a variety of music you could listen to. So <laughs> you were listening to the same four or five yeah, albums. You, had, you were forced to sit with it. Yeah, you were forced to sit with it. If you didn't like it, the first two listens, this is all you got. So you can, <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't like so many songs. You listen right. to them enough times. And so, yeah, things kept your attention because that's really where your, that's where your attention was. You didn't have all these different artists and, and songs pulling your attention away from it. Versus now, the amount of, of music and selection that we have, it's, it's sensory overload, right? We have, we don't really have to make, I don't have to make a decision which one I want to listen to. I can listen to that and I can listen to this. And I mean, I, we have a, millions of songs that I think it's, and so it makes it difficult to, like, you can grab some attention, but like I've said in an earlier, po- earlier podcast, how do you hold it? Yeah. That's so, the key of, you know, being, you know, it's, it's So difficult. I keep, I keep going back to this. Like, doesn't that kind of force the artist to like, make just make better content uh you would think mm, so i mean go ahead i mean go ahead you you would think so but the problem is so first off because every again i think to my point early because there's so much music available it is much more difficult for for an artist to push through the noise Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. because every and then and then everybody's sounding alike right so like because everybody's sounding alike they have these different art, like these different playlists that they're, you know, promoting mm-hmm. um, per platform. If you're not on those playlists, you might not, you can put all mm-hmm. your heart and soul into, into the content, but if nobody sees it or hears it, yeah. it kind of like falls so, on but their I, ears, I guess right? that kind so, of goes into a different, different thing. Like, and it may be a, like, how do, how do you go about that or whatever? Like, how do you go about uh, getting it in, in, you know, in front of people uh, as an artist? Especially when you're making great content, like if you make great yeah. content, you know what I'm saying your 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 music's banging, but yeah. you just can't get it out to the masses or whatever like how does that how does that work um i mean typically in in a normal situation a pre covid world you know there will be a lot like you would be performing them at live shows mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you would be doing you because and, and honestly and we'll get a look get a, get more into this later mm-hmm. like i wanted to have a whole ep release party for mm-hmm. my for my for my you know project but i couldn't do oh, that no. mm-hmm. um and i was almost not going to put it out because i was like uh i'm not going to be able to like p- push it as much as i want to 
Um, but we'll get we'll get more into that later. Yeah. But ultimately, like you would be you would be doing those like live appearances, those live shows, um, and a and a lot of distribution um, companies now have different uh, partnerships with various companies to do placements, right? So mm-hmm. like there are a number of different ways that you can do it, but I think COVID really kind of shook things up in how that what that looks like. Um, specifically for independent artists, like for your, for your artists that have labels and stuff like that. And they have like a huge team behind them. Yeah. Uh, it, it, not as much because they still have those resources available, but for independent artists, like it's really about getting like that grassroots, getting your foot on the ground, getting, having like visual content, um, and being able to push that, push, push your project in those ways. That's good stuff. Um, so I guess the next question is like, what is the downside to music being entirely online for both consumer and artists? I know one, I, I, I can, I can go back to maybe two weeks ago when Alpha music had a, a, a fail on their end, uh, mm-hmm. internal fail on their end. And you couldn't listen to songs that weren't downloaded on your phone. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a huge downside and it kind of forced me to it like, it made me realize like I need to start buying albums again. And that, yep. that's yep. the thing. Like you, you don't, it's, it's you're really, your access to the music is, is out of your hands or the control of it yeah. out of your hands. Like you, you I think, think that's why there's you, also been like a, but it's, it's kind of like a, it's, it's also kind of like a, uh, I don't want to say like you're living in the matrix in a sense, but like you are like, it's, it's kind of not real. Mm. Like you don't yeah. really own all this music you're that's thing. You're, available paying, at your fingertips. We're paying for access to a space. Right? Yeah. All this music is held in this Basically. space. And at the, yeah. there's a cover charge to get in. And yeah. It's like, all right, yeah. you it's 999. Give me 999. You can see these prints out. Basically. You can, you can yeah. As long as you want. Yep. You, as long as you want. Just know like anything in here is not yours. <laughs> uh, yeah, like you, long you, we got it. Like you always get like like albums, like some of your favorite albums, or you'll go back, um, or you I, like sometimes I just forget to like download to my phone my favorite yeah, albums, yeah. and yeah. you know, Apple Music will take a track away from the album or whatever. But then again, that's nothing I can do about that because they could also just strip that completely. The whole album. yeah, the whole thing <laughs> yeah, right? Like, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, so I think that's why you also see that. Uh, I, I think I sent you guys an article um, this morning or uh, yesterday about how vinyl sales have been like on yeah. the rise as well. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I think yeah. vinyls are like outperforming uh, CD sales for yeah. the first time since like 1983, which is which yeah. I think is I, I I don't know. I think that's more of like a of a a hipsterish thing more than people wanted to own music so, so i don't know I would maybe say maybe i'm thing, maybe but but peep how like at every era of music mm-hmm. since vinyl's inception mm-hmm. it has always had its pockets of growth like it'll it'll wave but it's always sustained through mm-hmm. from the 60s to 70s like there were all there are consistently new ways of consuming music but that's right. been like the one thing that has actually sustained all of it yeah the vinyls so, is is it hipster or is it just part of the cycle of consumption? Is I think vinyl is more so part of the cycle of consumption because it's not going away. That's a good and, 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 I, and I think and I, and I think there's like a level of nostalgia behind vinyl mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. that you get yeah. that you don't get with like CD players and mm-hmm. <laughs> having cassette tapes, right? Like literally, I have yeah, literally, <laughs> literally, I have a collection of vinyl literally in my in my room, yeah. uh, or in my apartment, right? Like and 
it's like a statement piece. It's almost like it's almost like artwork, right? Like when, it is. When somebody it comes, is. when somebody comes to it's your, like a collection of house. books. It's like yeah, a, like, like, it's like a library house. of books. Yeah, exactly. Somebody and, comes into and, your space and they say and they see, oh, you have this outcast think on your mm-hmm. vinyl, yeah. or you mm-hmm. have the Thriller Michael Jackson Thriller vinyl. Like they're like it really yeah. talk. It talks a lot, a little bit about who you are as a person, who you are as a music mm-hmm. lover and consumer. You know. Yep. And on, on top of that, it's something that. Even if you don't have, like, like my my vinyl part, my uh, my vinyl record like player broke, and so I got a new one, and but I still have the records. Like I'm not throwing them away. Cause yeah, I would, like right. why would I? And that that's mine. And on top of that, no matter what the artist does to that song, I always have that version. Mm. Yep. And yep. that's another part aspect of of this that new is, age. Of, I didn't even uh, think about art, that. Artists, Kanye artists used to do that all the time, songs. man. I didn't even think about Kanye that. <laughs> Yo, the most the most recent example I could think of is um, when Thug Young Thug dropped his uh his like million EP uh, a couple years ago. And he last added year, that guest stuff. verse, that guest oh, yeah, verse, the intro track. Yes. And, and he added Offset to in the original it version. It is terrible. I like better, and it he is added the Offset version. And oh my god. And you, I have, I have nobody to get that song. I have to like you know, find it on that pit, maybe. I don't know. It, you know, it fires into, add, into your add, computer. <laughs> you know, and to add to that, like I can even think even further, even even further back. You think about like Lauren Hill, right? Like if mm. you ever if you if you ever seen her live, all mm. of her, all of the songs she does, like yep. she does different versions of them. It's mm-hmm. like, yep. what is this? <laughs> like, yep. like where's yep. where's my original version of X Factor and everything is everything? Like I need the originals, mm-hmm. right? And yep. Without those, like that timestamp, yeah, you would have, you would never hear that ever again, you know. So yeah, I, I to that point, I agree with you on that point, Darren. The weekend has one too. My, so like, what you need uh, off House of Balloons, the original tape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you need, yep. original track. Mm-hmm. The samples were were Aaliyah's voice, uh-huh. but they never got those clear. clear. So once yep. you went to like the trilogy and re-released it, Aaliyah's, Aaliyah's vocals aren't all. Wow. So unless you have the original, what you need. I give you, you I give you on one it. that really pissed people off. Was Khalifa's uh, cushion orange juice when it got the oh, streaming yeah. services? I did not. I, I still have the original mixtape on. I yeah, have it downloaded to my computer. Yeah. I've never deleted it. So I can't. I, no, I can't. But it. as much as I like vinyls, as much as I like the sound of a record player, I I've also been thinking like I like to keep my music on shuffle, right? So I, yeah. I don't yeah. know if it like yeah. I don't know if it benefits me personally to buy more CDs and download them to a hard drive I, I or download them to my computer. It's buying the it's buying the the version on the on my on the thing. So yeah, here's right. what, and that, as I think of that, I think of. But of, I feel like that's know, cool too. Of, like you having a big CD well, case, like like you go to somebody's house, they had <laughs> all the DVDs, they had all the DVDs, the CDs. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. So you know how like how um is like uh, I'm not smart enough and know enough about it to properly explain it, but like the uh, the evolution of Bitcoin and blockchain and your know, way of mm. you know, saving saving things yep. in a very unique and, and secure and encrypted fashion. You, I would be surprised if music kind of goes that route because it's already gone that route with you know with, with currency. It's just started in the last few weeks. It's gone that route with. With basketball, by, like I mean, man, is, this the music be, the music streaming business Fair is music. booming, man. Yeah, it's booming See, right it, now. You're gonna but, find a way to capitalize on it, like, but booming. you know what? And, and and it's funny that you bring that up, uh, Curtis. But like, because 
yes, it's booming for the companies uh-huh. that offer the streaming service. Yeah. For artists, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> like that part, for, that for part. every for every song, and, I, and this is just I'm, this is just a moment of transparency. For like ten thousand streams, I may have got made like fifty dollars off of that. Oh damn. You know what I'm saying? You don't make money. You don't really make that much money off of streams, right? And I and, and the number and the number that I'm using might look, be a little uh, off, you know, here or there. But yeah, you might literally like you get a fraction of a per, of a of a cent mm. per stream mm. per song. So, so like, go ahead. I'm sorry. It, it, it seems that. like like yeah. the one constant through like the history of the music business has been, you know, the industry evolves. Like the consumer, the industry is always chasing the consumer. Yep. And uh, and the second is the artist always somehow is always getting the shaft. Like in every <laughs> era, every evolution of it, it's like yeah. record companies find this not some way to save themselves, but never the artists. Yeah, never but helping I, them. But I think that speaks to the, one of the articles that you sent over is that like there's never been a real way. They've always kind of put band aids on it as we've gone on, right? Exactly. Like there's never been exactly. a real reform of what the music industry looks like and how mm-hmm. consumers are benefited. But also artists as well in a mutually the most important beneficial way. Exactly because if mm-hmm. you don't have the artist, you don't have content. Yeah, you don't have <laughs> like, I mean, if you the have the consumer, yeah. there's no consumer. Yeah, the artist like, on. Yeah, yeah, like which transfers the consumer or the producer? But in, in music cases, it's very much clear. Like, a lot artists sometimes don't make music for the consumer; they make it for themselves. Right. right. They don't need us per se. They're gonna find yeah. some outlet of getting their emotions out, but we right. need them. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's true. So this this kind of touches on our final question. Um, on this segment and I think Martavis you talked about this earlier and I have mixed feelings about it um, do you think the accessibility to more music um, being at your fingertips has encouraged people to explore you know different music that they haven't typically heard before different artists different genres yeah I would say it does definitely um, especially with like different curated playlists like even even how this was birthed, like the whole mm. Rap Nerds podcast was birthed. Like it, it was birthed out of us sharing new music with one another, even yep. if it was music from the 70s that we just had never heard mm-hmm. before, right? Like, so I definitely think that streaming provides this level of content sharing and this level of um, experience sharing, because really and truly, that's what it is. You're sharing an experience yeah. when, you, when you share songs, right? And yeah. so um, I definitely think it does. It's, it's it's almost like it's like that's why it's gotten so powerful the streaming the streaming whole streaming industry is it's the amount of access we have to not just music that we know but music that we don't know so let me right. let me music ask you this let me cut in on this though let me cut in on this though let me, do you think that happens at a certain age though do you do you think like no, or a certain age or huh with the streaming not the, not, not to this level. What, what, what do you mean, like, like, like as far as, as, far, as far as like exploring different genres, different artists? Do so you think like? No, I, hmm. I, I think before, like, people did it, right? People would go crate shopping, but they or or they would somehow. I heard this song here, or my friend played this for me. You'd go try to find that specific record, mm-hmm. and that may, but you're still ultimately limited by your avail- your 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 mean your your means to access that that content. Like you're still limited at whether you you could find it, and then they you know be if you had the funds to find that, that specific piece of music so but now it's like if i someone shares a song with me oh i like this song i like the genre i could easily two seconds have the song and i could have the entire catalog but do, so it's, but that goes I, I guess i shouldn't even say genres like like as far as like somebody diving into something like made in the 60s 
or someone made it some like 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 but somebody just exposed like, like Curtis Mayfield's in, in entire like catalog or whatever. That's my like, point. Do you like think, if I if I don't have the access to it, like how will I? Unless I somehow come across it, I I may or may not like it. And then even if I like it, it's like, am I gonna go try to find and explore the whole genre? Because that still takes time and energy for me to go do it. It doesn't take time and energy for me to discover new things now. It takes you no know, energy whatsoever. You you know so I, I so follow me with on this one right okay. like. Part of me feels like it kind of can be a little um, related to age a bit. And the reason why I say this is because, one, specifically our generation, we grew up seeing, like, going, waking up, going to school, seeing MTV videos where it's showing emo, emo music, pop music, yeah. R&B music, all these different, like, uh, genres of music. And so mm-hmm. we, and then we go to school and we're seeing people who like these various types of music, right? The way that streaming is set up, it gives you what you like. It doesn't really give you. Yeah. And, 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 and to that, like, and to you know, that point, point, and to that point, point, like I talk to people all the time that I send them playlists and like, Hey, this switch up, you know, switch up the flow real quick. These, these are some songs you yeah. may like or whatever. And they're like, thank you. Cause I'm still sucking, stuck on these same 20 songs, songs. that I've been listening to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or right. I only listen to songs on the radio. That's why I asked like, does, does, does it really encourage people to go out and listen to so, any and everything? And I, I don't so think my, it does. Cause I yeah, think it kind of, I think it, it kind of discourages people. It's like Netflix. So what it is, it's exactly. I scroll down Netflix, Netflix like a, for a, a, an hour until I just go back to the office. All the things that are driving how this content is created, like their mechanisms within it to, drive it towards your interests, drive it towards things that you're telling it that you like. And so to your point, yeah, it's no matter how curious you may be, if you if you are in an echo chamber and you get comfortable in that echo chamber, you don't have to leave it if you don't want to. And so it's like you have to make a conscious effort, effort to exit outside of that comfort level, that comfort space, like we do with the music support group. Like yeah. you doing that, look what it's grown into. Yeah. And yeah. all the different music that we've all been introduced to. Like it's, so, I wouldn't know half the music, damn it, all of it. But you, but you make a conscious effort, like you say, you make a conscious effort yeah. to go out there, like yeah. you do personally. Yeah, and that's, so that's, back to the original question: Do you think I, the I accessibility think, to more music encourages people to listen to more music? So I, I think I, it's twofold. Though I think it's like both is not is not just doesn't encourage it. Like so, the access to it can encourage them, but the mechanism that's providing the music is not. Mm. That's why it's like a it's an interesting you know right. double edged sword. <laughs> You're my bad, right. my take. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Like I, I, I agree. I think that like when you when you really think about how we just consume music, you don't have like again to your to to a lot of the points that were made. Like you don't necessarily have to go out of your way. I think for people who are music enthusiasts, it mm-hmm. gives. Like you have to be more, you have to be more, more intentional about seeking that music yep. out. Mm-hmm. If you're not really into music like that, and it's just something that you listen to on, like you know, in passing, obviously you won't, you won't do it, right? Yep. So, like for those people, I think it creates more of a, um, more of a stronghold on them to not be able to find new music. Whereas for people like us, we're gonna find it anyway because we want, we want to find it. We're no, gonna no, find no, it, like, no, like, no, like no. you know what I'm saying. Even if we have to like type in some random artist. And just yeah. start listening to all like the the recommended artists to like yep. change up our you know yeah. our um, yep. algorithm, or, or, right? Yep. To your point, like I, like we we're always talking about in the chat, like we're all we're all actively trying to 
fight against our Apple Urges, or Spotify. Yeah. Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I'll, if I find one artist that I like, I'll make sure go recommend an artist and I'll try to find some more, just try to shift up. Cause I'll recognize if my favorites list from Apple is the same every week. Yeah. I'm not doing something right. And yeah. Apple, yeah. my patterns, yeah. I got to yeah. push out of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Martavis, we can go to, uh, what is like, what has your experience been with, with streaming music, streaming business as a new artist? Uh, yeah, I kind of touched on a little bit before. So I kind of just reiterated. it. I think that one, you don't, you don't make, you don't make that much money off of the streaming service. Mm -hmm. Quiet as it's kept. Um, I think (laughs) it is (laughs) now I will say though, I've had, like when I look at the, my analytics and I see like who's streaming my music, like I'm seeing people streaming my music from like Germany and Singapore mm-hmm. and, you know, New York and all, all, you know, just all over, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know it's really not reaching that many people is like, cause you can literally see the numbers. Right. Um, I also think that, so there's a cool, um, I guess like there's cool, like cool data and analytics behind it. It'll tell you how long people stayed on a song, how long people, you know, like before they click to another song shows you like the most streamed song. So I do think it kind of gives you a little bit of insight into what people are feeling from you, what people, you know, want to hear more from um, or more of rather from you. Um, so that has been helpful. But I think overall, like it's just another method to get the music out there. I think that ultimately where the bread and butter comes in is obviously touring, yeah, doing mm-hmm. live shows. Yeah doing placement because that's yeah. how people really get to hear your music. Yeah. And unless you're like an old town road and you just blow up out of nowhere, which is so uh, freaking confusing. Why is he like, Oh my God. Like why? <laughs> what else has he no, done? He, he, it's, it, it's not, it's, it's about, and that's what we're we going to talk about that towards the, uh, I think the last episode of our series is like the next level of consumption, right? Like he, the platform TikTok, or I think it was mine at the time when everybody released it. Yeah. I think it was mine. Yeah. He did a vine. It, it was tied to something that was you know, engaging. Like people were looking at the video because it was it was mm-hmm. different. It was funny. It was neat. It was, it was you know charming, whatever you want to call it. And then people recognized that, and the yep. music industry as well capitalized that. Create create a single, getting with put a shit ton of money into it pump behind him. Getting with the right producers. Obviously, yeah. he has an ear for it, but he's he had the uh, the right mix of timing. Yep. Support. It's, what's that Jay Z? I think talent. it's 15 minutes of fame has stretched well beyond. <laughs> yep. Man, t- timing is timing is, is timing is yeah. timing is everything. Man. Yeah. It's, and now, and now it is a, crucial. You know, so let's let's talk like about the let's talk about the timing of you know you dropping Concrete Bloom and you know what was the inspiration behind all that man? Man, and all right. the so pandemic were, did the pandemic affect this in any way? Like, let's just dive into the project. So, yeah, so I'll say, so I'll first start off by saying the pandemic did affect it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think I mentioned this a little bit before is that listening party. Yeah, like I, and I remember talking to you, Curtis, about it. I was like, I think I'm gonna do a listening party or whatever, yeah. but I really wanted to do something like been a dope big. I really wanted to do something huge for the EP release, but uh-huh. obviously the pandemic happened. People weren't, you know, allowed to go to shows, live venues weren't, you know, open. And I think a lot of artists, um, are you know feeling the effects of not being able to perform? Yeah. Um, because again, that's a lot what a lot of the bread and butter comes in. But I think for me, I really wanted to go ahead and release it because all the songs had been written prior to the pandemic beginning. Okay. It was a matter of everything getting recorded, finalized, mixed, mastered, all of that stuff, and then being released. And so I was like, ah, 
I might like I don't want this I don't want this to sit too long because again when we talked about mm. shelf life right songs don't have yeah. that much shelf life mm. and this song could be these songs could be current now because that's the sound and that's what people are vibing with yeah but if yeah. I wait until 2021 to release this yeah maybe totally people might not be sound. on this vibe anymore mm. right so yeah. you know I think that was a, a huge consideration and why I decided to release so it that that goes um, that I'm sorry to, like that goes back to yeah. my original question like I know this is kind of hard to do yeah and I, I think it only a select few artists have done this ever probably. Um, but doesn't that kind of force you to just like want to create something that's like more timeless than, yeah. than and, per and, se, and like the, what the, the it, sound of today is. Yeah. And that's what I did. <clears throat> like I tried to make it honestly, what I did was I was like, regardless of, I think what makes it timeless obviously is like lyrics that you use, right? Like if you're using like jargon that's current now, Obviously, mm-hmm. three years later, that's going to age your song, right? Mm-hmm. But I tried to make it as timeless as possible, but I make, more importantly, wanted to make it like something that I love, period. Like something that I would listen to. And mm-hmm. if I would listen to it, I was like, okay, we, we're good to release this. <laughs> I think like, like that, that was the key for me, right? And uh-huh. just be, being very authentic um, in my approach and like everything that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of going back to the original question uh, in terms of like inspiration behind it. Um, the EP came, it, I will say that it was a, it was birthed out of this, my entanglements and experiences while living in New York. Okay. Now, let's, just, let's just put it that way. Okay. Um, and I think that the, the name Concrete Bloom really came from this idea of understanding that like by living in New York and, you know, being in the, in this space and living in this time that we're in now, things can be difficult. Things can be um, very confusing and, you know, somewhat mm. the lines can be blurred on a lot of different things. Right. Mm. But even in those hard spaces, something beautiful and something dope can come out of it. So even if you listen to the song, like there's like a chron- chron- chronological, um, I guess, timeline per se of like really understanding, even from the first song, Synesthesia, where it's talking about being confused, not really understanding what's going on, mm. having these different things happening to the end where it says, like, could this be love? Could this be what I've been looking for this, this whole time? Right. And I think that ultimately, like, that's really where the, where the inspiration came from. Mm. So let me let me follow up with that with this other point. So I feel like um we were talking about how how much we have access how much music we have access to, like how the consumer just has you know, just how easy it is to access things. Um the other side of it is as an artist, we have more artists being able to release music and get access into the hands of people within Singapore, Germany, without the help yep. of a label, like just on your yep. own, just like we're doing with this podcast. So we talked about how, you know, earlier the trouble with that is like getting through the noise. So mm-hmm. did you think about that while you were telling your experience, like how this would resonate with people or was it more just, this is just you and your process and the people accepted it, like whatever, like it's more about Yeah. You. I think for me, I was really more so thinking about myself. I wasn't really thinking about nope. whatever the people were doing because I think at the end of the day, one thing I've always learned is that you do things for you. You don't do it for the approval of other people mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, the, the work that we enjoy and the work that we all like look at as like timeless work is work that people did and they were like talking about their experience and it was yeah. things that mm-hmm. we could resonate with and things that we could relate to. And I think that ultimately yeah. by trying to create something that was like cool and hip or, you know, like yeah. related, relatable, I think, or intentionally relatable, I think yeah. you lose, you lose your authenticity. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that that's okay. when it comes off as fake. It comes off as corny. It comes off as whack. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, and then people that know you be like, Martavis, this ain't you. Like, yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I think that was really, I didn't really think about anybody else. I, I mean, I did get some feedback. I would say that right. I did get feedback from people who 
you know, were songwriters who were producers yeah. and things of that nature to yeah. make sure that like, does this, is, are we on the right track? Does it sound mm. okay? Right. Yeah. Um, but I think from a songwriting perspective, it was really me just telling my story, telling my experience um, gotcha. as authentically as I knew how. So I so have the a balance is more uh, so like, right. oh my bad, go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, so, so the balance is more like creating, you creating the content for you. And then it's as you start to produce it and get it and cr- put it in that format that we're, how the consumer is going to receive it. That's when you start kind of getting other people's feedback and saying, all right, what do you think about telling it this way? What do you think about telling it that way? Like you're still telling the story. Now it's just a matter of telling it in a way that's going to reach the most people. Exactly. And I think the reason, and the reason why I do that, right. You know, the, the saying that says like too many, too many cheese, not enough Indians, right? <laughs> like once you get too many people's opinions, then you start that's to cloud scary. your own yep. creativity. Yep. Right. Yep. And you can't mm-hmm. really do what you're looking to do. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I can get a few opinions here and there, but like if I start asking the world, like, what do you think? What do you think? Then that's when it, Mm. That's when you start to create things for everybody else, and it's not true to who, or true to your experience, and true yeah. to what you feel. Um, and then you listen to the project, and you're like, Ugh, "I hate this." <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't and sound like you. It sounds exactly. like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I get that exactly. So, could you take us through? I got a somebody wanted to know. Could you take us through your writing like process? Um, and I want to know, like, what were you inspired by musically? Um, or were you, or were you inspired musically at all? I talk to people sometimes that create music and they say they don't listen to music doing while they're creating music at all. Cause they don't want to yeah. sound like anybody else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So could you speak on those? So, yeah. So I will say the best way I can describe like my kind of writing process is like a 5,000 piece puzzle. Like those like big, those huge puzzles <laughs> that you have to put together, mm-hmm. right? Like the key to those puzzles and putting them together is putting them together in sections. Like you might have the corner over here, you might have the middle piece right here. You might have another corner over here. And then you're like putting all the other pieces and you like eventually put them all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's kind of how I really like approach the, approach the process. So from a lyrical writing perspective, um, I have a tendency to think faster than I can write or, you know, say things sometimes. And what I was finding myself doing is in that writing process, like, I'm like, oh, let's say I want to write, you know, feels like it's one of the songs. Let's say I was writing that song. I'm writing the lyrics, but I'm worried so much about how it's, how it's moving, how, like, and I'm thinking about the final product as opposed to just being in the moment and writing. And so what I had to realize, I had to take a step back and say, okay, let me just do more of a stream of consciousness writing and say, all right, I want to write a song. Let me write it about this, but I'm just going to write everything that I feel in this moment, everything Mm -hmm. that I'm thinking about, whatever comes to mind, and then come back to it and then piece, then piece it together in terms of the format of a song. Right. Um, from a melody perspective, man, I was literally, literally inspired by any and everything I could hear. Okay. Literally, I'll be on the train in New York. Somebody will come, um, some like street performers will come on the train and start playing ukuleles and random stuff. <laughs> yeah. and like, and I'd be like, that's I literally take my phone and be like, no words, just like, just doing the melody, right? And then, then taking all of those, like literally I have like a whole Rolodex of maybe like 200 voice notes in my phone where I just randomly, even at work, literally, uh-huh. I would yeah. be at work and yeah. working and something to come to mind. I'd be like, right. So then nobody would hear me, right. Or see me think I'm crazy, but then take those pieces and put them together. Right. Um, and even thinking about, so the first song I actually wrote on the EP was stay. Um, that's the second track of the album or the EP. Um, and the, the original version of that song is completely different from the final. Like, Completely different beat, different melody, like 
Words are still the same, but completely different song. And I think that like that came from a lot of trial and error and then also kind of figuring out what I wanted my sound to be, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in church, love R&B music, but I didn't want to sound like a 90s R&B. You don't want to sound like Molly music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to sound like Molly. I didn't know. I didn't want. I didn't want to sound like uh, Jodeci. Mm, like I didn't yeah, want to sound. I didn't. I didn't want to sound like John B. And no, no shade to any of them because they're dope artists. Yeah. But I didn't want it to be like that. I didn't want it to sound yeah. so like. Yeah. This has been done before, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I I associate that. That's like the that's the that, the begging part of R and B. That's like the thing. He was like. Baby, I, I'll lick your toe. I'll Get down on my knees. <laughs> drink your bath water. <laughs> I mean, I remember when you when you first sent me like I think it was like a a real rough draft of one of the tracks, and I I was like, anytime one of my friends sends me music, I'm like, I need to sit on this. Like, let me give yeah. me give me a day to get my mind in the right place so I can give yeah. you an unbiased opinion. And yeah. I ran it, and I was like, this is. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. well, we've talked about that before. It's like when your friends give you music, it's like you just like I really, really hope they're not gonna make me laugh. Like, please, like, Bruh, I was already please. like I was processing my head. Like, this. let me have the strength. Man. All right, like, what oh, can damn, I tell them? No, lie about it. Yeah, like what can I tell them? <laughs> the day, the, the day is for like. What can I tell this man if this song yeah. is not good? Is it good? <laughs> man, but here's, the, but here's the thing, you know, and I, and I remember telling you guys this. I was like, I'm going to send it to you because I know you're going to give me honest feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I know you're going to give me a very unbiased, like, real opinion, even yeah. if it sucks. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> and so I was like, all right, let me... Let me just prepare myself for the worst. And when I didn't get mm-hmm. the worst, I was like, okay, you might be, you might be onto something here, right? Yeah. Um, so that's like that's like any artist. Like, would it, would it be you know like our podcast? Like, we we want yeah, you know, we want the honest feedback. Create something. It's like yeah. it's like all right, all right. Let me let yeah, me try let to get some. Know. Give I hope us, they don't don't yeah. lie to me. Don't yeah. lie to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> let us know. So, yeah. um, what's your favorite track on the album? Um, <sighs> You've already. I had the question of what was like one of the hardest tracks you wanted to produce. You you already answered that with uh, uh, but yeah. What's your favorite track on the album? Like what's your uh, what's your what's your baby? Like what's your? Um, I would say my baby is probably feels, and I think it's feels because of how the song came about. Like how I wrote it was very like it just came out a little like. What you hear, it came out of like a completely different situation or circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it would probably be feels, and then probably my second, my second favorite is probably be synesthesia. I wish Those are my two favorites. You need to upload the lyrics on Genius or something like that. So that was a, that was a point from earlier, like when we first started talking about streaming. Uh-huh. How you know you buy an album, you're getting you're gonna get the line notes, you're gonna get the producers, you're gonna get oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool timelines. Yeah. I wish. That part, like you gotta like, you gotta hope the artists on the upload their lyrics. Yeah. Like you gotta <laughs> hope the artists like, yeah, ups, like they, they got to upload their credits. I'll, I'll like, upload. <laughs> really? Sorry. Like, nah, I mean that was I, that was. I, 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 I thank you, thank you. I love <laughs> you know what like for like albums. Excuse me, excuse me. Um, for like albums, I like like I really go back. I I've gone back and listened to your album maybe like two or three times. You know, and that's saying a lot. For yeah. as much music yeah. as you know, as that drops, that has dropped yeah. since you dropped yeah. your album or your EP, yeah. um, for me to revisit an album says a lot. 
Um, and a lot of times when I revisit the albums, I like to go back and listen to read the lyrics or whatever. I've added I've had songs to playlists. Yeah, I've had songs to the playlist. Like, you know, it's if you're listening to this podcast, the EP is a vibe. I don't bro, know how else to describe vibe, it. Like, it's a vibe. I appreciate it. It's both like some some dope, like chilling vibe music, but yeah. it's also like some dope, like, all right, yeah. we about to go on a date. Like, yeah, like you can run it with your lady. Day. Like, it's it's a bro, vibe, man. Six songs, 23 minutes. It, like, it's a nice, vibe, bro. man. Like, <laughs> appreciate it, man. And, and you know what? I also got to give a shout out to people who helped me with it. So, like, Synesthesia, um, Adam, Adam Seba, and Eugene, like, they both, like, got on the verse. Mm-hmm. I got on the, got on the track and like laid down some dope verses, which mm-hmm. that also even came out. Of, so, I think this is like even the little rap t- verse was dope. Yeah, the little rap verse of yeah. the first track was dope. I was exactly. like, like, I was like, who is this? With this little, little, okay. So here's the thing. You know, <laughs> so Issa, Issa Rae had made a comment or made a um like in an interview had stated something about you know people are always trying to network up and down, but they don't network across. Mm-hmm. And literally, the two people that got on my track, one was. Um, one of my good friends, we've been knowing each other since we've been in New York, since I've been in New York for like the past six years. And then the other one I met through a mutual friend, um, also a frat brother. And literally we were like hanging out in New York one day and we were all chilling at the, at the crib. And we was like having like a little freestyle session, rapping on, on tracks or whatever, yeah. just killing time. And dude started rapping. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, I, right, I'm, I'm working on something. I'm going to hit you up. Yeah. That's Be dope. ready. That's dope. And yeah. literally, That's dope. I sent it to him during the pan- like during the pandemic. I was like, "Yo, I need you to lay this verse because I had yeah. to, I wanted to make sure I finished it, my part of it before I sent it to them, so they like could get a feel for what the vibe mm. was going to be and what the song was." Um, but yeah, they, they came. That, they, that they was a it, great so. intro. Tra- like I'm all for intro tracks. Like intro tracks set the, you know, set the tone. They set yep. the tone for the album, for the mixtape, for the EP. And it started off like you set the bar here, and it it was Dude, like it kept going up. I was like, man, this is dope. Do you dope. prefer the intro skit or the intro album or the intro song? Sorry. Mm. Uh, if you can give me both. I'm yeah, sorry. I wanted I wanted to do that an part. intro skit too. I wanted if to do an intro skit to introduce it, but you know that takes time and money. <laughs> Putting together a project period takes time and money. Yeah. <laughs> and that that part, like that part, right. is like the. So again, it's like the you have the access to making music, but it's still like, like you're very much a you're self-funded independent artist. Like that's yep. and you you're just figuring that out, and that's like the that's when that's why like when you get these type of projects, like this is your this is your a debut project. Like it's yep. and and it's well received, but you also hear like the time put into it. Like you know they they got this exactly where they wanted. They they didn't put it out to make, you know, I mean, obviously you want to make money, but like, yeah. it wasn't like, I need to like, he's like, no, this is my passion project. And if it grows in something past that, fantastic. But this is, and you hear that in the music. Yeah. That's like yeah. the thing, like at this level, like you start, you hear the passion project. People don't just put out things because they, they want to, or that, like they bought, like yeah. you have to, it's an investment. <laughs> yeah. Time yeah. investment and, and money investment. Definitely. Definitely, man. Like it's, and it, if you don't, if you don't realize like how much things cost, until you start really doing it, right? Like you start thinking mm-hmm. about the mixing, like the mixing and the mastering, that's thousands yep. of dollars on top yep. of you working with different people, you know, it's, and, it's, and then there's different ways that you can do it, right? Like if you take the old town road approach and you just mm-hmm. go to beat stars and you buy a beat, you, you know, yeah. you, you, you purchase the license for it, that can be mm-hmm. cheaper. But if you're literally talking about arranging from scratch, working with musicians yep. to come in, mm-hmm. you have to pay those musicians, you have to pay for the studio time, you know, mm-hmm. and now granted, like 
you can like I can record a lot of my vocals at home, right? But like if I'm really sitting there talking about working with you know people like other musicians and other artists, like you have to have the right equipment, you have to have yep. the right the right setup, and so that that takes time and effort and energy as well. So you know it, it, it's a, it's a process, but I think when you do it right and you do it well and you take the time and energy and effort to put um to really make it great, like it like the results of it are always like really dope. So you really appreciate the fruits of your labor more. Exactly, exactly. So what can we expect next? What's what's next for Martavius, the artist? So is let me, Martavius so Leonard or is just Martavius? So it's just Martavius. Just, just Martavius for the for the M, artist. Or are you just going to be M? <laughs> just M. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's why. <laughs> M. But no, 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 no. So so here's the thing. So we're working on visuals for the EP. Okay. Um, so that should, that should be coming out soon. Um, but honestly, though, what I realized in this whole process is that, is that I don't really care to be the artist. I'm really... I really like enjoy the creating process of it. Mm-hmm. So like the songwriting, the producing, mm-hmm. all of that. Because I think that first off, that's really what the, that's where the money reside, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but secondly, like I I've realized like that that part of it of the process really like fuels me. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. and the and the part that's really like I'm like okay, I, I really enjoyed this part. But um, in terms of what's next, working with some other artists, doing some songwriting. So anybody who you know, some, you know, some artists, anybody who wants to, you know, collaborate, definitely hit me up. Um, but I'm curious, what are y'all interested in seeing from your boy? I I don't know. I, I would like to see another EP. I, I don't know, but that's, I think that's very selfish of me to... That part? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you, should, you can be honest, though, like, like... Yeah, I be can, honest. I think you, you could do both. Like, I can, like, I want another, I want some more vibes like that, but I want, like, all right, I want a different setting, like a different vibe. So like, I want, I, I think your first album or EP is like, this is very flirty. It's very, it's, it's romantic, but in the sense of like a, a, a chasing, you know, mm. like you're, you're exploring. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. very intro stages of, of, you know, the human experience. And I, <laughs> I want a little bit more, not saying so, like, I want like a, a love and, album. You, you know what? It, it, you know what? Vibes, right? Like okay. Romantic. Okay. It, okay. I think you got the, you got the RB range for, I think. Okay. I I knowing Martavius. I know Martavius and I'm glad you you described that that perfectly. I'm not to speak on your life or anything, <laughs> But I think you described that album perfectly. And and to that point, I think I would just want to see whatever your next piece of work is to grow with you. Mm-hmm. That, that, that makes part any too. Sense. Like I I I can't want something just cuz I want something doesn't mean I want you to like have to that's that fair. Go, I want to go do some things. Yeah, like and, I, live it, and I don't. Yeah, I, don't I like. I like. I, I like yeah. being my favorite artists. Like they give you a glimpse of what's going on in their lives at the time. At the time, um, yeah. that's real. Yeah. From you know, from their al- their album is a timestamp in their life. Yeah, you know, from Stevie Wonder to you know to Marvin Gaye to Kanye West, they let you, you know, know what's going on. Really good at that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Drake's Drake's really good at that. Is even whether so, like oh, so, 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 so this is this is we'll get out we'll we'll transition we we'll transition into uh you know our our next uh segment our the music segment oh this one so this goes to an argument that me not really an argument but a, a conversation that me and my wife was having um and she said you know I brought up about you know people making music that speaks to their lives at the time. And she said, yeah. does Drake do that? And I thought about it. I said, yeah, but it's very shallow. 
Yeah, both of these could be true. Like, it's a time. It's very it's shallow. Like, I thought about yeah, it and I said, shallow. yeah, he does. But it's usually about, you know, some form of money competition of women. Um, but, but sometimes it's family, too. It's different, like different parts family, of his family. Yeah, also his his but, personal his experience in fame. Like, it's, it's yeah. still. But it's you know, not. But let's, but, but let's also be very 100 about, about it. Like, once, once artists get to a certain level, they're not writing all of their songs anymore. Like they have other, they yeah. have other writers. So it's hard for somebody who is coming on as a songwriter and they, somebody mm-hmm. says, Oh, I want you to talk about this. Yeah. And but for them to talk I about always, it is not from I their think they keep something in the back pocket. That's like very, yeah, no, they definitely too, do. Right? They definitely do. But a lot of, but a lot of the, like, if you, even if you think about, and I know this has nothing to do with Drake. Right. But like, if you think about like the Beyonce lemonade album, one of the, a lot of, the, mm-hmm. a lot of those songs, we're not written by Beyonce, even though she's on there as a yeah. writer. Like, yeah. Because yeah. obviously they, she's going to do that. But yeah. like, she did not yeah. actually write those songs. So like, even like Sandcastle, that was written by like one of our Morehouse brothers. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, you, artists have people that come and work with them. Yeah. So, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, to answer that question, Drake does do that. He does. But that's what I would expect out of your next piece of work. If you decide to go that route, I don't want to be selfish. Yeah. I try not to be selfish when it comes to artists, but if you just, I'll say this, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, expect some really cool things coming up from me. Um, I can't share all of them right now, but definitely some things in the work, more music coming. Um, again, again, a good, and a good thing about being an independent artist is that these EPs can last however you long, however long you want them to last mm. because people aren't, everybody hasn't heard this EP, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, can, like I can, can we buy it on iTunes? Can we buy it on iTunes, Apple Music or uh, Apple Music, Amazon, Google? I, I that's, that's yes. what we, yes. yes. Tell, 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 tell the people where we can ever find you, you man. Tell people where we yeah, can find you. Yeah, so you can find me. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MartaviusJ underscore. Again, that's MartaviusJ underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, man. So be on the lookout again. New music, some more projects that I'm working on. Tell us um, where we that can are. find the album. Buy the album. And, so you and can buy the it. album on Apple Music and Spotify. It's Concrete Bloom, all one word, no space. Um, because you might not be able to find it if you don't. Um, but under Martavius, Concrete Bloom, or Apple Music and Spotify. And you can also purchase it on iTunes. I appreciate it. I appreciate you for joining us. Before we yeah, get man. out of here. Um, purchase the album, have it forever. Yes. Yes. To, before we get out of here, we all we always ask our you know our guests uh, what they've been listening to lately. What have they been, you know, what they've been running? What's so, been in the shuffle? So What's been in the iPod? Have, What's been on repeat? I have been... I have been running that new Lucky Day album and I have been running uh, Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan. As much mm. as it does not apply to me, the shit was dope. <laughs> you feel it. Like, you feel what she, I like, was like, she's like, like, like okay, she, Jasmine, I see what you did she, there. That's a passion project there. right there. She put some, she put exactly. some in that one. <laughs> exactly. Put some exactly. in that one. I've heard mixed reviews about the Lucky day. day. I've heard mixed reviews about the Lucky Day. I haven't listened I, to it yet. I personally I, enjoy I'm, Lucky Day. I do too, but I heard mixed. Yeah. I, I heard mixed reviews about this. This what, last, I've heard it was, reviews. I just heard it was okay. I heard it was nothing special. And anytime I hear that, mm-hmm. especially in this in this streaming era, it doesn't encourage me to go listen to it. Go listen to it. Yeah, yeah, that's real. That's real. What I try to use for me is like, all right, did I like the last project? And if I if I haven't heard it. Um, if I see who I see listening to our music, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I, I, I've liked some things that they vibe with. Let me, let me check this out. Check but out I also, Rhino. that's also another way that you can get kind of like trapped within, you know, your own echo chamber of music. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, mm-hmm. I, I also try to see, all right, I haven't listened to things that they listened to before. Let yeah. me yeah. try this one out too. Like Speak- it's a, 
trying to find that, yeah. that balance. You Speaking know? of, so, uh, the February challenge, the February album challenge has been very beneficial for me. I've ran yeah. yesterday, the 27th, I've run 26 albums, yeah. 26 new albums um, so far this month. And it's been cool. I've been on a very yeah. fun journey. Um, so out of, out of the out of the ones that you that you listened to, which is one that you probably like? It's like your favorite. Damn, that's I a, down. That's a Damn. that's, that's a probably some of the music. Um, so me, you know, I, I really I didn't know I liked this much. Like I really got it. So I went to like a little Houston wormhole, like just uh, black, like just diving in, uh-huh. and I didn't realize how cold Les was mm. at, mm. out of Houston. Like, and he's been in the game for a minute. I didn't. And if you just like Houston, like you know that 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 car music is real chopped in. It's a chop, but it's also like it's heavy sound, in a way. It's like, yeah, yeah. Bro, I love. It's undefeated, I love, I love dog. Houston sound right here. It's I, this, this is some groovy uh, shit right yeah. here. I love it. Um, yeah. For me, MF Doom. I didn't realize he was mm. that cold. Mm. He just recently passed. He passed, I think, right before the year ended, um, twenty twenty. He's cold. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know. A, pro- a product of like a product of streaming music, like mm-hmm. being able to like listen to be artists. Able to that, go damn, back I never got to listen to this person. Yep. Let me um, listen to this person and get like, get hip to it. Bobby Humphrey is a she's a black. Uh, I think she's a flutician. I think that's like yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she plays the flute. She dropped the yeah. album. Like she she her jazz album in 1974 was one of my favorites. Um, called Blacks and Blues. Uh, what else did I listen to? Curtis Mayfield, man. Curtis Mayfield, not the one you posted. Oh, yeah. the Roots, Roots. Yes, that one. Oh that my nice. god, I like that one. That's yeah, a like classic. That, that is and like yeah. it's and then, and I didn't realize I was like reading back on it and it got lost in that in that span of him dropping Superfly and Curtis. So he mm. dropped Roots in 1971. He dropped Curtis in 1970. I, I know. Have you? I don't know if you guys have ever heard the full Curtis album by Curtis Mayfield. If you I haven't, yeah, I haven't. I oh, haven't. listen to it today. Listen to it today. Okay. It's one. It's one of those albums that's kind of like this could be. This could be made today. It's mm-hmm. one of those like it's kind of like on the on the on the brinks of like uh, Marvin Gaye's. Um, uh, Ah, what's the what's the album I'm looking for? Marvin Gaye's. Uh, are you talking about? Are you talking about Marvin Gaye's? Um, uh, his uh, the one with "I Want You." Are you talking about that, mm-hmm. or are you talking about um the one with um, was it? Get a very, I can't even think. Yeah, of I, I forget his debut one. Let's get 19, it on. I think nineteen seventy when he dropped it. Now let's get it on. Now let's get it on. That. Uh, what's going on? I'm sorry. What's going? Yeah, on? Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of like on the line on along the lines of that in terms of like, uh, content. Um, yeah. And I'll, okay, it's so like real political, real like like political, but like, political. like yeah, like, but it's more it's it's black, it's black, mm. like black, music, black. Yeah, his music is like <laughs> his music is black, like it's it just makes you want to make you Marvin feel Gaze black. No, it does. Like no, no, I'm not saying that, but like uh, he's like right on, brother, like that, like soul <laughs> brother, like he a soul brother. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I mean, so push man. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You've heard the Superfly soundtrack yeah. before, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of so Roots was sandwiched in between those two like amazing albums. So a lot of people overlooked it. So it was it was kind of dope going back and listening to um to that. Uh also Michael, I don't want to pronounce this guy's name wrong. Michael, you Michael Kum Kawanaku, I think that's how K I W A N U K A. You talking about he's a British artist? Yeah. 
His yeah. album's yeah, dope yeah, as yeah. well. He has, a, he has a, the song on a um on Big Little Lies. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Those have been my favorite. Yeah, those have been the my and Jimi Hendrix, Band of Gypsies, live yeah. in person. I went, okay. I, 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 I added to some to some of the Nina, Nina Simone albums that I didn't, yeah. I hadn't heard before, and um, like yeah, I, especially like the albums from the sixties. Like she, well, you you so, felt that like you. Felt a lot of her music there. Like, what you want to say, my So for me, and y'all gonna probably kill me for this because I've never been a huge Prince fan. So I really never, never been a huge Prince fan. Just, just, I mean, and that's why I said you probably gonna kill me for this because again, I went and I went, I went and like you know, kind of read to a bunch of the a bunch of the Prince albums, and now I get it. I get it now. Now, am I am I still gonna? I might add a few songs to the rotation. Am I gonna sit here and talk about like listen to all the time? Probably not. But I get it. The thing about Prince—that's my thing—is like long as people can say like I understand, I get it. Yeah, I I, I get it. The thing about Prince though, and his albums, like all his albums aren't fire. Like I'm, I love Prince, but I'm just gonna keep it real. All his albums aren't fire. But the thing about Prince is that he has so many albums, right? Like it's like he has so many songs. Like his discography is, like, is it's huge. all and this is like the, the range in it too, the range of the, yeah. of the albums and the sound and the song. It's like, yo, this that's this true. dude, like his his air and his talent was yeah. like all it was I'm a I'm crazy. a big fan of just like what like just seeing greatness. Like yeah. and I and I am not a musician, so I but I just I still have an appreciation for like Yo, I don't even know how the hell you made the sound with that instrument. Like, yeah. I never even heard. I don't even know how to identify what that sound yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. also Pooh Shiesty. Pooh Shiesty. I, I told you he was nice. I told you he was nice. Okay. It was nice. I loved it. The chat, I think it the, the chat put me on. I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't it even, was dope. You know and the chat, honestly, the chat be putting me on a whole bunch of stuff. I'm yeah. like, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never, would have never came across this, but I appreciate yeah. it. Also, I ran, um, I ran Baby Keem's debut. I think it was his debut album, a debut EP, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Sound of Bad Habit. I'm all in yeah, on right. the Baby Keem now, dog. So I asked about the best. So I asked about the best. Well, your your favorite, which probably been the worst one that you listened to. Oh man, I just turned two days ago. I can't forget what it was. I put it on and I got through half the first song. I was like, I'm not doing this for another 18 songs. No, I got to pick a different. (laughs) Oh, 18 songs. That was a lot of songs. Um, and I was like, I'm just gonna do this one. I got through. I couldn't get through the full song first one. I was like, I'm I'm good on this one. Honestly, for me, and it was this was the biggest disappointment. It wasn't. It wasn't that the album was bad. It was just I think it wasn't as good as the previous three of the series. Um, but I, I, I finally ran the Run the Jewels, Run the Jewels four um, mm-hmm. with Killer Mike and, and uh, LP, uh, their little mm-hmm. uh, group. And it wasn't that. It was yeah. okay. I was. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I think run it, like I'll listen to it. I'm like yo, I, I can. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Okay, exactly. Yeah, but you didn't, but as far as yeah, I mean, no, like not for me. I'm not running back. Yeah, <laughs> two was the Run the Jewels. Two was their best one, in my opinion. Um, but this one was like, eh, okay, like y'all y'all can wrap your ass off. But as far as like, that's different between wrapping your ass off and making a fire song. Right, right. That's hard. Yes, that part. Like for for example, like I. And maybe it's because I haven't dug deep enough. I haven't found a Killer Mike song that I've enjoyed 
more than the song that was on uh, Madden. Like, in yeah, Killer Mike going to come yeah. down yeah. and hunt yeah. you, bro. I haven't found up and joined you. Killer Mike going to come down and hunt you in Atlanta, dog. Seventeen years, I haven't found a song that yeah. I enjoyed. I, Maybe I haven't done it. Killer Mike going to come I, down I appreciate what he does as a whole, and you know, but I'm just, I get it. I understand. I see, like, yo, you are incredible with that microphone in your hand. I'm just saying for me personally. Yeah, I get it. I have yeah. a song that I would review. And that, but, that's, but, that's a, but that's another thing. There's so many people with talent who who can't make good songs. Mm. Like, yeah, it's hard. Like, it's hard it doesn't to always translate. And then vice versa, you have people with yeah. no talent who can make yeah. banging songs and you like, how? <laughs> but, <laughs> and, but music is fickle like that. And that but I think the, the thing is like, it's one thing to make one hit song. But when I see people making several hit songs, I'm like, yep. no matter how you feel about that person, he has something. Them do so. Something. For example, for example, yep. people have like started like on social media, like started turning against the baby, like saying, "Yo, I don't like his consistency." Sounds the same. I'm like, you can say what you want, but how you literally can't go anywhere in life without hearing this man's music. And some like he continues to put out hit music. Like it's yeah, I, it's like it's, like, uh, is, is it the best artist. Mate. It's debatable. <sighs> But you're here. I need. I, 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 I need. I need. I needed to, to spend a few a few more years before I can make that that statement. Yeah. But I, I I I hear you. But it's going on three years. It's like and you hear it. Like in, in I the mean, way. like I'm. Not, it's one. A lot of people have again. a three year a three year a three but year like. Here's the thing. Run, I'm not saying. Know? I'm not saying the art. I'm saying how many hit singles. Like it's one thing to make one hit song and that carries you. When you have. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. But that goes back to this. That goes back to this streaming thing, though. What Martavius touched on earlier, though. If you're in the right pockets with the right people, your music can be displayed any and everywhere. And you're putting again, but it's also holding the attention, though. It's 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 twofold. I guess one thing is to to be hot, Mm. and and one thing for but you have to do music. So so here's another thing, and and I know it's kind of going back a bit, but like one of the things they talked about in even like songwriting now, like even if you notice songs don't really have uh, bridges like that anymore. Like, you really have like, very a, short. You have a, you have yeah. a hook, you have a verse, yeah. you have a hook and it, it, yeah. and it, it like goes off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like, there's even just That's how people write and approach music is different because they want, they want to like get it's the consumer immediately, immediately like yeah. pull you in. Right. So, you know, I think it's, I think how, will, how long will it last? How long would that last, right? How long would that last? And like, I want to see how you how he adjusts as music adjusts and as yeah. consumer interest adjusts, right? So a contrast to him would be like an Emerson Pack. Like I, I have a shit ton of hits, yeah. But I'm also like this amazing. Like I'm, you're yeah. going to love my music. Like, yeah. I have this. I have the consistency. I have the durability. Like I, I am because he just I makes music. Know he just makes music, yeah. and, that, and that's what people are so excited for, like this Bruno Mars and and, and uh, but and, yeah, that that does be that. But again, that goes back to your point. <laughs> that goes back to the longevity of why certain artists have like these long careers because they're just making yeah. music. music. They're just yeah. they're utilizing their talents. They're collaborating with people. Yeah. With, they're getting yep. fresh ideas, yep. and they're making music. They're not trying to make it. Because it sounds like what's in and what's hot right now. Yeah. Or Bruno Mars tore up the same 24K album for like, still touring. Like, because that album was hot. Like, like every song could have been a single. 
Bro, he was he's been torn for years. And this is his first time every, in 24K. Every song could have been a single on that album. Rihanna, literally. Anti was 2015. Rihanna has done nothing. Cause she's making that Finny money, man. She and she probably won't. And she probably won't do it. For what? She's making that Finny. She's making way more money off Finny, probably. You talk about leaving leaving on a mic drop. Yeah. I mean that's if that's your last album. That's a great album. Shoot. Do your uh, thing, any, girl. Anything else before we get out of here, you guys? Nah. I think this has been a dope conversation, guys. Appreciate so, you for hopping on, man. We appreciate it, man. You know, appreciate this, you on, this, man. this is the first time I've been on it since we've done video. Because the last time, yeah. it was, yeah, it was uh, audio. audio. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nah, nah, this is fun, man. This is fun. We appreciate you. Um, I, I'm super excited as, like, to get into the series. It's a great way to kick it off. Um, in the next episode, we're going to be starting back from like the beginning like how we we were at the transition when we went from like CDs to alright now we're using LimeWire and trying to trying to get music get out get a virus on the computer ruining our pants we go we go we go we're going to go back to that point in, in the next episode and, 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 and take it from there so I'm looking forward to that but again thank you illustrious Octavius go ahead man thank, thank you for, for, having, thank for having me guys. tell people where they can find you again before we get out of here Okay, so again, on Instagram, Twitter, at Martavius, J underscore, that's M-A-R-T-A-V-I-U-S, no O. Um, and you can download the album, Concrete Bloom, on Apple Music and Spotify, and you can purchase it on iTunes. Boom, 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 there it is, man. And to you, the listener, thank you for it, inviting man. us into your, man. Into your space. Of yep, course, yep. man. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me, man. No problem. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Uh, rap nerds underscore MSG. Hit us up, comment, please, please and thank follow. You. Uh, yes. Also, like, subscribe, share the Apple podcast. Music, Spotify, Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. share, subscribe comment. to YouTube channel as well. Let us know what you think. Yes. Also, go check out Martavis' project. Let us know what you think about his project as well. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. This is Kurt, Kaylee Roy Green third. Um, yeah, 40 ounce guru. AKA. I'm gonna change. AKA. I'm gonna, AKA the 40 ounce guru. I, I'm think, I might go back and watch Man Chronicles. Y'all, can I tell you, Curtis, you've had so many fucking handles. <laughs> watch Man Chronicles. Leroy Green. I'm like, I can't keep up. Like, He's like, I'm tired. What's I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm I might go back to watch Man Chronicles. I was thinking about that today. I might go back to watch Man Chronicles. But whatever. We got to get out of here. Appreciate y'all, man. Peace. All right, man. Peace. <laughs>